So my name is Katie Webb. I have been an elementary school music teacher in Hannibal for, this is my 14th year of teaching. Uh, so for 14 years, um, as far as my MSTA roles, uh, I have served, I think it was my second year of teaching. I was looking for professional development opportunities and had seen that MSTA offered something at that time called Leader U. And I decided that I would sign up because, hey, that sounds like a really good, like they're going to teach me about leadership, not realizing that like a lot of people at that time utilized leadership conference uh, more for their executive committee. And it was called Leader U at the time. Right. Um, and it was in Columbia. And so I drove down on my own volition. I did not talk to the president or vice president. I even know to talk to those people from my CTA and uh, went down and showed up and they're like, what are you doing here? And I, uh, not in a bad way. They just were taken aback as I think anybody would be. Um, and I, I, uh, I got involved from there and I um, have served in, in, a, in an executive position with my CTA for a considerable season. I have been the, either the president or the vice president. Um, I also have served as the building rep um, in my local CTA. Um, I'm currently the president of my local CTA on a region level. I got involved by being a member of the executive committee for the region and then eventually served as second vice president, vice president. And then I served as president of the Northeast region um, for a year. And then on the state level, I have served as both um, a member of the education policy committee, where eventually I did chair that for a number of years. And then now I serve on the ABNR committee um, as the chair for that committee. I was, uh, that's, been within the last year, I guess it'd be right around a year now. I kind of put myself in there and just was like, hi, this seems like a really good idea. Nice to meet you. My name is Katie Webb and I'm a very extroverted person. And um, so I thought, well, that'll be, you know, I can meet new people. Like this is a good way to meet new people. It's a good way to learn more about how to be a better teacher or how to be a better leader. And then, like I said, it just kind of, it, it kind of went from there. Um, there was a delightful woman by the name of Marianne St. Clair, who was a, an educator in Hannibal, and she has since passed away. Mm -hmm. um, she um, was kind of the person that when I showed up that day, she's like, listen, we'll find a place to plug you in. Let's go. And she said, you should come to the, re like, you want to get so involved on a local level? Let's put you at something at the regional level. And so she kind of, as I think a lot of great MSTA stories go, there was that mentor teacher that kind of took you under, you know, there's, there's a mentor teacher that takes someone under their wing. They make that personal connection. And that's why I think is so, it's so powerful to be involved with MSTA because as teachers who grow and are more seasoned in the profession, we have the ability to just keep our young professionals engaged, help provide mentorship, help provide the guidance there. Um, and I think for, for me, like MSTA has certainly done that and, and was a huge part of that for me. So, and so for me, like kind of going back, MSTA has been the catalyst for me to be able to have these new opportunities. Um, I have an administrative degree now. That's something that was a um, sort of, you know, uh, during the pandemic thing, a lot of people took up new things. I decided to go back and get another degree. So I have an administrative degree. And for me, um, there's not a tremendous amount of, of administrative opportunities. And in, in Hannibal, you have to kind of be an admin to get the administrative experience. Uh, they do provide that in summer school, which I have done before. Um, but um, I wouldn't have had the opportunities. And my superintendent has spoken with me. I would not have had the opportunities that I have had it not been for my membership with MSTA. So in my new position with the PSRS Board of Trustees, um, I 
am so excited. It is, I have been to one board meeting um, and have done my onboarding um, in, in January. And when Matt approached me about potentially taking that position, first of all, I was incredibly honored and flattered that my name would even come up in someone's thought process or on the lips of anyone other than like, oh yeah, I know Katie Webb, you know, that, that was extremely, extremely kind of them. Um, and I'm, again, I'm grateful. I have learned a tremendous amount when they say, uh, it is like drinking out of a fire hose. That has been my experience over the last six weeks. As a professional, as a teacher, I have always known that PSRS is a phenomenal organization. As a teacher, I have always known that they are that they are doing what they can um, for my retirement. I think all teachers, and, and that might be a, a broad statement, but I think many teachers or most teachers in the state of Missouri, most professionals, not even just teachers, because we're talking about support staff, most staff members in the state of Missouri know how good or have heard how good teacher retirement is or PSRS peers, how great that system is. Most people know that. But in learning their the process um, and in meeting the staff, I was absolutely blown away at the level of professionalism, at the intelligence of every individual I encountered. I, I came home and everybody said, how'd it go? Was that, was it good? And I'm like, listen. And what I told most people is I said, you know, I've always known that educator retirement is phenomenal. What I saw today with my own eyes is how passionate everyone is at that company for what they do because it's a multifaceted company. Um, but to, to listen to um, our, our CFO talk about our investments and talk about that world, that's not a world I come from. I'm an educator. That's not something I think about on a day-to-day -day basis, which is part of why I think PSRS Pierce is so amazing. There's that security as a teacher in knowing that I don't have to be an expert on that because there are the right people in the right positions. And that was the biggest takeaway for me that day. The culture was so collaborative. The culture of PSRS Peers was so open, collaborative. They communicate very well with one another. They, I did not feel as though I, there was not a question I couldn't ask. If I didn't understand something, they encouraged me to ask for clarification um, because that's not, the business world is not the world I come from. I come from the world of tying shoes and wiping noses and lesson planning and grading. And, and that's, that's just not my world. Um, but I was humbled uh, to be asked and I'm grateful for the opportunity to serve in this capacity. It made me think in, in just, just my short time there already, it made me think of things on a much more global level because PSRS peers is involved at such a global investing level. And they, the system, as, as I call it, you know, as they call it, the system serves around 297,000 individuals. Wow. And so when you think about the decisions as a board of trustee member that you make, there's such a gravity and a weight to the decisions that we help make. I'm not saying we're the final voice of making them, but that we are able to help make. Um, and knowing that this is affecting current retirees, people living off retirees' pensions. I mean, anywhere from my my parents have this delightful little neighbor named Miss Jackson. And Miss Jackson um, has been living off her husband's 
PSRS retirement for over 25 years. Yeah. And she did not work. She requires, she, you know, she lives on that. That is her sustainer. And so she said, I thank you so much for doing what you're doing. You know, this, this 90 year old little neighbor lady, you know, people think of it as like the current retirees. No, these are their families. These are their beneficiaries that you have to think about and act with, you know, um, fiduciary responsibility. I have a responsibility to the system to make the best decision for the system because the retirement system is so great and it's got to continue to be phenomenal and weather seasons of teacher shortage and weather seasons of um, bad markets, you know, and, and I just, when I left those meetings, I left with such a peace knowing that the right people were in the right positions. It is tough to be a teacher day to day, day to day. Our time is spent with all of these beautiful students and pouring into them. And our plan times are spent photocopying and having parent meetings and making phone calls and making connections home. It is difficult as a working professional to then find time to carve out to research what's going on at the Capitol and to research what legislators are thinking we need to be doing in our classrooms and to research what's going on with our retirement system. It's mind blowing that we have that much to do, which is why MSTA, professional organizations, PSRS peers, why it is critical for individuals to be in the right positions there. They are our advocates for us because most of the time, many teachers do not have the time physically in their day or energy in their day to go home and then research all of that. That's why I'm so thankful for MSTA having our voice at the Capitol, being our voice at the Capitol, because most working professionals are so focused on what we have to do to meet the needs of our students. We don't, and I hate to say it that way, but we don't um, have the freedom or luxury of time to get to look through all of the the things coming out of the Capitol, all of the things um, coming out in the financial world. That's why it's important that we have the right people to advocate for us in those positions. Um, So I've worked clearly with Matt Michelson quite a bit through our government relations committee, but what was so nice is they have a gentleman by the name of Mike Moorfield. He's their their um, chief counsel. And I got to meet him and our lobbyists for PSRS peers. I mean, they have their own lobbyists that they contract. And they were just, it's a different world than I'm used to. And, and they have to look at what the state's doing with pensions. I mean, we want to keep our system to itself. We are a, a force and we know that. Mm-hmm. Um, And it was just, it was lovely to get to see that side because that was not something, quite frankly, I was ever, I'd ever really considered other than, oh yeah, it's doing well. And that's pretty much what every teacher was like, oh yeah, it's great. We know that, you know, retirement's great, but you know, it's also hard to get there for a lot of us, you know, teaching is becoming more and more difficult. uh, I think as, as we've weathered some tough seasons of COVID and things, but ultimately when, when my time comes for retirement and hopefully many, many, many moons from now, um, I know that, that it's a wonderful system 
that, you know, will take care of, of me. And it just reiterates to me the importance of having a strong system as I have aged, um, realizing that, you know, man, I am 14 years vested, 16, 17 more years, and I will want to have a strong retirement system. And so what can I do to make sure that that's strong for the next generation below me? We have a wonderful woman up here in the Northeast region who has served in education. Her name is Janie Gray, and she served in education in some capacity. She's retired, but she never actually retires. Like she retired from teaching and she works for Missouri School for the Blind and she has the PAT program and she's yeah. been doing it for, I mean, it's something like 45 years because she's like, it's just a part of you. And I said, well, that's also the, the, the benefit there is that, I mean, I would be young enough to start a second profession should I so desire or you know, I don't know what my life will look like in my, in my fifties. It's like, I was talking to my dad the other day. I was like, I would never have this opportunity without being a member of MSTA. And when I was speaking with a former MSTA member who had done this position, she said it was the single most rewarding thing she'd ever done as a professional, the single most rewarding thing she'd ever done as a professional. And I thought, wow, that's powerful to say that, like, because of my involvement with MSTA, I was able to have this opportunity that I would never have gotten to have. I'm, I mean, that's that's amazing and that's huge. And my superintendent and I have had many conversations with back to the administrative thing. She said, Katie, you may not have many opportunities. Prior to becoming a principal, we don't have a tremendous amount of opportunities to, to practice, right? We don't have any, um, say in summer school, minus summer school, but, you know, other than our summer school experiences, um, we do not have a lot of opportunities during the regular school year to work as a practicing administrator. She said, but through your involvement and leadership in your professional organization, you are able to have conversations with central office staff. You are able to have conversations with administrators. You are able to do these things. And that shows leadership. Showing leadership in your professional organization can also reflect your ability to be a leader of people in your job capacity. I would encourage any new members to get involved um, through opportunities like new professionals training camp, um, speak with their building representatives about how they can get involved with the building. A lot of CTAs have a lot of opportunities for things they do at the local level. And I think volunteering is something nobody ever has too many, like volunteers are something nobody ever has too many of, right? Like there's always volunteer opportunities out there. If, if they are a young new professional who wants to get involved in their CTA or in their region, or even for somebody who has been teaching for a while and now they're at that point where they feel like they can advocate for others. Um, getting involved as a building representative, getting involved with just volunteer opportunities through local CTAs, going to region events, getting on our, the website, I think for MSTA is so user-friendly, going to that MSTA site and going, what is going on in my region that I could get involved with? Because when you look out, that's how I did. I just got, I literally got on the website because you may not have a CTA leader that is presenting you a lot of opportunity. Look when region events are, go to open hearing. Um, mm -hmm. If you can, you know, work with your CTA to see if you can go to state convention. That is those are amazing opportunities, especially state convention with all the professional development. Open hearing gives you so much more perspective on what MSTA supports and opposes. I think there are, like you said, a lot of people do a professional organization because they're told you need liability insurance. Um, you need liability insurance and um, 
you got to get involved in something, right? Like, so that's, that's why a lot of people join. And mm-hmm. that's why I joined. I joined for professional. I joined for liability insurance. I stayed because of the people. Yeah. And so my shout out to all CTA leaders would be, you know, look for those, those people that are wanting to get involved, ask something simple that, that people could do have members attend school board meetings. If you don't have a member attending a school board meeting, maybe find out if there are individuals who have that passion for local, for local government, um, you know, or, or local, I don't know how you would governing bodies, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, but finding individuals to go to, to, to school board meetings, maybe you're that person. Um, for us, we have salary and welfare committee. We have a, um, sick leave pool committee. There are a lot of little committees within our one, um, CTA. Mm -hmm. So getting people involved at a CTA level and going to region events, because that's where I think, especially region events in the Northeast for us, region events really provide a lot of opportunity because we're always asking for people for our region PR committee or our legislation committee in the, in our fall open hearing. So getting on, looking through region events, going to open hearing, um, letting your CTA leaders know if you're interested in going to leadership conference, like I did, you know, if somebody's wanting to grow as a professional themselves, MSTA is providing hands down some phenomenal online stuff with their new opportunities. If you're wanting to get involved in, at, at, in a CTA, volunteering for events, volunteering for school boards, going to your building rep, asking if there are any open positions on any local committees. And then eventually you become a lifer like me. And then you start going to capital days and then you start going to everything. And then you meet all kinds of crazy, amazing individuals from all over the state that, you know, you adore. And that when you see them, it's like coming home for summer camp. And, you know, I don't know when, every year when I go to convention, it's so great because I get to, and for leadership conference, I get to see people that I only get to see like, you know, twice a year. And then of course I keep up with them through social media channels. Uh, But it's, it's kind of a homecoming moment. You know, I don't know if I wasn't involved in MSTA. I went to college, you know, I would know individuals who teach around the state based on my collegiate experiences. But I know so many more individuals through MSTA and um, I don't know, my life is blessed and better because of MSTA, um, not only professionally, but, but, but personally as well.